RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lube. Make sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. You can visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter of matter of when you're going to need your oil change and those tires service. So make sure you make your way over to downtown Lube right here in Joplin and get Happy that Happy Super Bowl week. Yes, sir. Got to bump up the energy here. Super Bowl weekend, and I'm just... It's been one of those weeks for me. You know, it's just, it has not been, uh, hey, man, Super Bowl's right around the corner. It? Let's go, let's go, let's go. So do you want to huh? dive into it? Uh, dive or drive into is what I thought you initially said. It was driving. I was like, that's actually pretty freaking good. Uh, yeah, your boy has uh, recently been in a car accident. Uh, could have been a lot worse than what it was. Everyone walked away, so we're good. No no serious injuries, so happy what was with your that. Blood but that level? right there. What was your blood alcohol huh? level? Uh, zero, but uh, the amount of Dr. Pepper that I had before that really had my blood just uh-huh. racing. Not your fault, by the way. No, it was not. Uh, pretty much driving down the road, all green, flowing with traffic. There's a truck. I was pretty much in a truck's blind spot, which was I was on their back right, and there was a car coming the other direction who thought their green light was a right-of-way instead of a yield. So the truck that was in front of me was able to see it, slammed on their brakes. Well, lo and behold, I did not see it, and that car just kept on going. And I pretty much introduced myself to the side of their vehicle at about 30, 35 miles Which isn't very fast, but it is when you're in a wreck. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it came quickly because it was just like, why is he breaking? Ooh, make eye contact with the passenger. And uh, say hello to the front of my brand new Mazda car that I had just got in a car wash the day before. So you were in a car accident. Glad everyone's okay. And I actively have yeah. strep throat. So if I sound a little different, that's why. Hey, look at us. Flu though. game? Nothing Question slowing Martin? us down. Yep. Still running a fever? Don't care. If you break it middle of the show. <laughs> just co- just what are you going to do sweat. if you break it? Water break, forget about it. You break a fever, the pod must go on, especially um, the Thursday before a Super Bowl. And with our Kansas City Chiefs playing it, we are going to talk a lot about the Super Bowl. We'll also get into some of the the goats, um, Aaron Rodgers, what he's doing, uh, Derek Carr, maybe going to be a saint. Not that he's a goat. Uh, Tom Brady. I was going to say, uh, when he's going to join the booth. And then we're also going to talk a lot of basketball because basketball, they dominated the news this week. I mean, the amount of trades that are going on. Like, uh, did you trade five second round draft yeah, picks to make it here? Blockbuster trades, and then of course LeBron James officially broke uh, the record, uh, points scored mm-hmm. record. So we'll talk about that too. But let's do start with the Super Bowl. We, we've talked a lot about it already, but I did want to get into a lot of the prop bets. I, it's very exciting. One of the best things about football and the Super Bowl is that you can bet on literally yep. everything that you want to. And one of my favorite things to bet on is the color of the Gatorade that will be splashed on the head coach of the winning team. Mm -hmm. Both teams have been in the Super Bowl recently. The Eagles, a different coaching staff. But the last time the Chiefs won it, it was orange. It was. And so everyone's pretty – I mean, the core players and the core group are still there for the Chiefs. So I think this really just kind of comes down to who do you think wins. If you think it's going to be the Chiefs that win – I would bet that the Gatorade color is going to be orange. That would and be I my think that people there. are just so superstitious, too. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, especially, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He feels like he's a superstitious. Yeah. Now, I don't know person. who's in charge of that. Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if he gets a say. Andy Reid, just if it's some, yeah, know, not equipment guy necessarily, but some from the medical staff. Like, who's, who's in charge of mixing that Gatorade? Surely the players are like, hey, like this is our favorite Gatorade, and the players are, like, or then everyone else in that department is like, okay, hey, like we got you. This is the color Gatorade we're making. This is what everybody wants. Um, in terms for the Eagles, their color is probably different than what it was when they initially won it because new coach, new coaching staff, new players, you know. So I think that's kind of maybe mix it up. But I went and looked back on when Jalen Hurts won the national championship with Alabama. You were a lot of stock into these quarterbacks. 
I because it was just like, well, hey, who like who's gonna have the say? It's most likely gonna be the quarterback. He's over there having a Gatorade and a drink. They're gonna want their favorite color. It really goes to, back to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning really wanted his Gatorade a certain way. If you put too much of the Gatorade flavoring in there, he didn't like it. He well, wouldn't we, drink uh, it. So they have to make a whole new coach batch. at our high school. He was the head track coach. And he would make a big mm-hmm. jug of Gatorade for every track meet. Awful. Awful. Yeah. Awful. It's like way too much sugar. Oh, you want some Gatorade? Like, you would have to bring <laughs> yeah. your own Gatorade to a track meet because you wouldn't drink. That's how bad it was. Do you know how bad it has to be? Like how sweet it has to be for a high school kid to be like, it's too much sugar. <laughs> get a stomach ache. Like, I don't even want to run. I want so to I take a nap. I don't know here. how. I don't think that. The quarterbacks probably have much say in it. I I assume that it's either the head coach makes a decision like, hey, this is the flavor we're going with, or it is just some assistant that's just like, yep, we still we got orange, so let's do orange this week. It is interesting. I I would like to know how they do that. Uh, but where I was going with that color though, uh, it was blue for Jalen Hurts and the Alabama Crimson Tide when they won it. Maybe unless the picture that I looked up showed showed me a different year. That's the one I saw. I'm just too OCD. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I have to have red Gatorade. Red. Red is my team color. I have to have red. Oh, I feel like red's the sweetest flavor. It gives me terrible, terrible heartburn. That's how strong my OCD runs. Is that I would have to choose red. (laughs) If I'm the Texas Longhorns, I'm going with orange. Guess Kansas City Royals. I'm going one of those blue flavors. Yeah. Maybe well, that's actually my favorite Gatorade, so I would, ro- yeah. I would roll with that. Mine's the the light blue. I think the orange one though is the best to drink when you're like actually like doing an activity. Do they have different? Like, I know that nutrition may sound kind of weird. <laughs> no, not necessarily. But I just meant like in terms of flavor, like when you're sitting there tired and you're thirsty Gatorade and you need something. In a long time. Yeah, that's so. Like, if I'm gonna go play basketball, I'll get like a light blue and an orange. And the light blue, I'll drink like afterwards, and the orange, I'll drink pre- during. Post. Yeah, you gotta refill your electrolytes, dog. What's that other stuff you like? You gotta like reload. Like stuff too. Yeah, that's for yeah. Your hangovers. Though. So on the on the Gatorade, I'm betting orange because I do think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win, and I do think that they stick to what they did last year, or not last year, but last time. I, I think that they. They will, so I'm I'm going orange on this one. I am as well, just because I do think the Chiefs will win. I know we'll probably get into that here in a little bit with you know everything else in terms of our bets and our outlook for the game. But for that in the Gatorade color, I am going to stick with you orange as well. The next one, uh, next prop bet that really keeps everyone's attention. I feel like this has been the one that everyone loves to have. Um, is the over under for the amount of time for the national anthem before the game? And what I think it's two minutes and two seconds. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, that's what I saw the other day. Set at for. I think I would take the over. I believe it's Chris Stapleton that is singing the national anthem, and it kind of worries me a little bit. Where like, okay, is he going to sing the under? Because it's usually if he's going over, you know, a girl singing the national anthem. Usually, you know, they're going to belt their their pipes a little bit. You know, what I mean, they're going to sing their notes a little longer. They're going to hit that home of the or excuse me, land of the free, home of the brave. But that little land of the free, they're going to carry out the E on the end of that thing and get the high note as possible, and that's kind of what gives you a little bit extra time. I don't think a male singer is necessarily going to hit that. No, Stapleton's got a voice. I'm going with the under in this one because I do feel like there is a little bit of adrenaline, even for these singers, that if you're singing it and you're in a high school gym, you probably you could stretch it out a little bit. This is yeah. the Super Bowl. This Nerves are flowing for everybody. This is millions yeah. of people. And you're also thinking, like, my music has to be blown mm-hmm. off the charts because everybody's yeah. watching this. In the last four times, two of them have been under two minutes. Two of them have been just over two minutes. So I'm if it's set at 202, I'm going under on that one, smashing it, smashing the under. So I'm actually going to take the over because I think he's going to play it, it Fox that's doing the Super Bowl this year? Mm-hmm. If they don't yeah. put a damn timer on that national anthem, then they are just doing everyone a disservice. Yeah, I, that would right be hilarious because there's going to be some people that are asking, like, why is there a timer? Get an official for this? guy, get you've got a rules expert. You, I'm sure they've got people that are betting experts. You go get somebody to be like, okay, I know how this works. I know when to start the clock. I know when to stop it. I will be the guy, mm-hmm. just like we do at the combine. We didn't have unofficial times. You get a guy in a stopwatch. That's his his job. 
That would be hilarious, actually. Like, someone just comes across TV and, like, hit the over on the anthem time. And then, like, immediately goes back. Knows? Like, I've seen people before, like, live react to their bet. Who actually knows if they hit it? Because it's all a matter of when did that person start the clock and when did they stop it? I would assume probably the sport book has their own right. person, right? Or is there is there a place where it's like, hey, I am keeping track of the national anthem? Yeah. This is I would it. I would think that they have somebody that's keeping track of that. And it also goes like I'm assuming the moment you start singing until the that last note ends, just, that is the exact official time. Yeah, it could get a little know, a little right. iffy there if it gets close. It's a little risky. I am going under though. I, I'm looking forward to the performers though. Uh, Rihanna doing the halftime performance. I haven't looked mm-hmm. up. I've been so involved with the NBA this week. I haven't looked up anything for the for the Super Bowl. I, I don't know who she's performing with. She does. Well, okay, I don't think cool, she's I just thought I told Yeah, I think it's a secret guest. I have no yeah. idea. I, I did yeah. see a tweet that she had changed her set list like numerous times. And you can even bet on what uh, song she will sing first. <laughs> really? It's That's be what umbrella. I was thinking, too. But do you start with, like, your big one? You know, that's probably, like, you might end with Umbrella. You got to get the people going, though, right? I'm not a huge fan of Rihanna. Like, I respect her. I think she's, she's great. Who has she done features with? Like, is it going to be Drake? Is it going to be Eminem? I don't know anybody else to be completely honest with you. Either. Beyonce. They, they can't share a stage. That would, that, that's too much going on at once but you can't bet on uh what her first song will be there ain't no way in hell it's gonna be Kanye west i can tell you that problematic and unreliable and i am one of his biggest fans musically uh another thing you can bet on cold play is the opening kickoff do you think it will be a touchback yes or no i'm going yes all the way on that one too so I've actually was just listening to my buddies, Justin Trees, talk about this. They use a brand new football. I didn't know this. So this was me learning. So I don't know if you know this either. They use a brand new football for the kickoff because <clears throat> they're going to take the kickoff. They're going to take that ball and then they immediately take it to the Hall of Fame. That ball doesn't get used again for the rest of the game. It is only used for the kickoff. And the balls that they use in the NFL that they kick – they usually wear them in before right. the game. I think each team gets six balls to break in, so it's not just like hitting freaking pretty much kicking concrete when you kick that football initially when it's brand new like that. You get to kind of break it in a little bit. So that, for me, I'm actually going to roll with what his statement was, and I'm going to take a no. I do not think it's a touchback. I think it, and plus the adrenaline, if you're the opposing team and you catch that ball, hey, I'm Devin Hester in this shit. I'm out of here. Taking this See, thing and I go the opposite. I think the adrenaline of the kicker. Like, I'm booting mm-hmm. this thing. I'm also thinking this, too, with the Chiefs are kicking the ball off first no matter what. Even if they win or lose, I think the Eagles would receive it. And if the Chiefs were to win, I think they're going to defer the ball to the second yeah, half. They usually that. always do that. But Butker hurt himself the first game of the year, which started in Arizona. He twisted his ankle on that turf. Maybe that's in the back of his mind a little bit. He's like, hey, I'm going to focus on my steps here. I'm just going to boot this thing and let's get going. Could be. If it doesn't go touchback, that's fine. Yeah. I trust my I'm, guys. I'm going touchback on this one. I, I, and you're going, no. I don't think we've ever disagreed this much. It's nope. kind of weird. Uh, how about this one, though? This is always a good one. The coin toss, heads or tails. I am heads all the way. Every. Betting on your own head, huh? So I'm going to go tails this time. And I know it's been failing a lot, but I think this is probably the time where it doesn't fail. And I always go back to this. People who have been listening to me podcast for years. It was like an eighth grade science project. Kid did it. Heads or tails. A hundred times. Flipped a coin. Kept track of it. Like 57 times. It was heads. Ever since that day. I've gone heads every single time. If it's a real game. If it's a video game. If I'm deciding something at a bar. Every single time I go heads. Every time. I never, I never go random on a coin toss. I'm always heads. The more you hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Yeah. That's incredible. Yes. Thank you. Well, it's funny that a moment from eighth grade has impacted the rest of your life. And it was eighth grade a coin flip like, experience. This has to be facts. <laughs> There's no way this kid didn't actually do 100 coin flips, which is what I think now. It's like he probably was just like, ah, 57. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
That would be freaking but funny. He had a, do you remember the kid? Do you remember who did it? He had a very compelling argument. Very compelling argument. Yep, because I was in that science uh, fair contest. And we had to go around yeah. and do, like look at the different booths. I think we had to vote on stuff. Oh, so it wasn't even someone from liberal. It wasn't even someone from our school. Honestly. Okay. It, but the kid was like, I did the coin toss a hundred times. This is what I came up with. Learn something new every day. That one, that lesson that day is yeah. through the rest of your so life. I'm, That's I'm incredible. On, on this one, always have been, always will be. I'm, I'm not ever changing. I'm too old to change now. You're going tails because we're just disagreeing on everything. First touchdown jersey number is another thing that I've never seen. You can vote. You can bet on. So yeah, the first touchdown scores jersey number. The over under is set at eleven and a half. This is a tough one. If you've got the Eagles, you got Devontae Smith who wears six. You got AJ Brown who wears eleven. If you're the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco wears ten. Juju wears nine. Jalen Hurts wears eleven. Yeah, a lot of guys. Kadarius Tony. He's nineteen. Uh, what numbers can nineteen? But Patrick Travis Mahomes Kelsey. is fifteen. Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. eighty-seven. There are a lot of options out there. They Vegas is so good at setting these over unders. Oh yeah. And personally, I'm going to take the over because I think Mahomes scores a first touchdown. I was going to say that'll have to be they get in the red zone. I think they get in the red zone, and the Chiefs are like, "Hey, we've not been good at running the ball." You know, maybe they might do that little underhand pass to the tight end that they usually do, where they sink inside. They scored on them early in the year with that. Patrick's going to be like, "Oop, that pass isn't there. These guys are covered. There's a lane." I'm touchdown. going to agree with you for the first time tonight. I'm going to take the over as well. Yeah, what do I, do with my I don't think it's Patrick Mahomes, but I think it's going to be somebody random. It's going to be like Noah Gray. Like, yeah, Jody Fortson, eighty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> You don't think I'd bet Jody? I'll make a bet that Jody Fortune scores a, a touchdown, touchdown in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I would, okay. I would take that bet if you were betting against me. But I, right. I'll call I Noah Gray first touchdown score. He's got to have great odds. Throw down five bucks on that. Oh, through the roof. It'll yeah. probably be like the most undramatic thing ever. It'll be Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Everybody knows. Like, oh. Ew. It's going to be like an undermatch. like, oh, my gosh, of course it's Travis Kelsey. But then, again, it's going to be the question we always ask ourselves when we watch the game. How is he open? How, did, how is he so open on this play? How in the world did that happen? And then we watch it, and it's like he didn't run around. He just sat in the middle and kind of drifted. And then, boom, Pat looks at him, and there he is, yeah. wide open. Yeah, yeah, next one, let's do uh, one more prop bet, and then we'll get to our score prediction. Uh, the first sack of the game. And I like what you brought up earlier about how the Chiefs will probably defer, and if you're the Eagles, you probably want the ball first. So I'm also under the assumption that the Eagles are going to have the ball first. So I'm picking a Kansas mm-hmm. City Chief to get the first sack. I'm going with one of my least favorite players, Frank Clark. Mr. February is what uh, it, people I was been very prepared to put Chris Jones, but I, I think that he was limited in practice today. With an illness. Yeah, he's been dealing with a little bit of a head cold. I think it's been kind of mm-hmm. making its way through. <laughs> yeah, so... <clears throat> I I know Chris Jones and I think Travis Kelsey is another player. I think there's been a couple others that have it's just been kind of making its way through the team. But you know they've all said like, hey, we're expected to play. We'll be fine by Sunday. Which thank God, I hope so. Yeah, I can't imagine a head cold. I mean, if I can play through strep tonight, then you're not missing the Super Bowl for a head yeah. cold or, or or COVID. Like, no. Forget about Does it. Does the NFL yeah. test for COVID anymore? Even. Like who's ever missed a game? Don't ask, those, don't, ask don't ask a question you don't want the answer to. It's probably what the NFL saying. <laughs> right. It's like, do you? Yeah. Are you going to get yeah, upset either way? Tell. That's what we do. Chris Jones, he's going to play in the Super yeah. Bowl. I don't know if he has COVID. What he has, he's going to play in the Super Bowl. But I am going to change my my bet. First sack, I think, goes to Frank Clark. I think it's going to be the Chiefs as well. But I'm having a hard time trying to figure out. You know, how does it? How does it come through? Is it a luxurious sneed on a blitz? You know what I mean? Because the Chiefs defensive ends, Frank Clark's talked about it this weekend, and Steve Spagnuolo's mentioned it as well. It's like, hey, our defensive end are going to have to stay home. Like, We're going to have to make sure that we keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket and then let him go from there and essentially just kind of beat us with his arm and not let them get us with these RPOs, which Eagles have been so good at all year. I also can't help but think, hey, Chris Jones just blows a play up in the middle. He's getting double teamed. Here comes Mike Dana on a third down and gets the sack. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz actually tweeted earlier today, and I've completely agreed with him, is, you know, he's Mike Dana, number 51. He's a defensive edge uh, for the Chiefs. He was drafted in the later rounds uh, from Michigan. 
But on third downs, he sinks in, and it's him and Chris Jones rushing the passer, and it has been so good this year. So I think if I had to make my first sack prediction, it would be a Mike Dana. It'd be one of those plays where it's like, holy cow. Like, okay, we've been focused on Frank Clark, Chris Jones, you know, uh, Carl Loftus. You know, we've been watching the blitz here. Willie Gate coming around the edge. Boom, here comes Mike Dana. Just sucks sucks everything up into the middle, and there he yeah. is. And then uh, let's do get into our score prediction. I do think the Chiefs are going to win. I, I hate that it comes across as bias because our team's in the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs are going to win. <clears throat> what just surprised me, I haven't looked at this before, the Eagles are the favorite right now. One-and-a-half-point favorite. The, the Eagles, Eagles are, are the one-and-a-half-point favorite right now to win the Super Bowl. I thought the Chiefs are one-and-a-half-point I'm looking at ESPN. Holy yeah, cow. That was a shocker for me as well. And I think the Eagles are a very good team. It's just a little bit surprising because the Chiefs have been here before, and they are they are kind of that villain. They're taking on that role. They've been here numerous times. I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win. The over-under is set at. 51 points right now. My score prediction is going to be Chiefs win 27 to 24. It's going to be a push. So I'm taking the under because I got 27 21 Chiefs win. I, In, I was trying to hit the under, but I had my score prediction before I saw it. <laughs> Do you think this comes to uh, like a game winning field goal or is it just like a late score and it's game's already over? I'm going to say Chiefs have. Or is it a, they have Chiefs, to score? Chiefs and have they a do. confident lead. Eagles score late. Chiefs run out the clock. It's, yeah, it's going to. They got to convert. Yeah, if they get this first down, it's over, Jim. Uh, I'm already ready to celebrate. Yeah. What do you think they do, Jim? Jim, do you think they're going to do that fourth down conversion they did in Puff against the Browns a couple years ago with Chad Haney? You think they'll do that, Jim? I don't know, Tony. It's your freaking call. You're the one that predicts plays. He's not on the call. Yeah, same. Greg Olson's going to do such a fantastic job. I can't wait to listen to that call. Um, my outlook for this game, though, and I know we have other topics that we want to get into, and this is a big if here, but if the Chiefs can stop the Eagles, score, if you know the Eagles are to get the ball first is my, my thought process here. If the Chiefs can score early and force the Eagles to get out of their run game and not have early success and make the Eagles throw the ball with Jalen Hurts, make him stay in the pocket. I know these are a lot of like what-ifs here, hypotheticals with it. But if the Chiefs can do that successfully, I would not be surprised if this game turns into somewhat of a blowout because the Eagles have not had to rely on the arm of Jalen Hurts all season. The defenses that they've played I don't think have been really that top-notch. They've been able to just kind of manhandle these guys and go and do whatever they want in terms of running the ball, and then you get the surprise deep throw from Jalen Hurts. But you know, in saying that, the Eagles – they're not scared to go for it on fourth down. Nick Sirianni is a very aggressive play caller. It's third and short, fourth and short. Hey, they're going to just go rugby style, and they're going to run the ball right up the middle there. They're going to do a QB sneak with Jalen Hurts. And I believe it was Mina Kimes who said earlier in the week here uh, that the Eagles, you know, have one of the best fourth down conversions in the last century. In the last 100 years, the Eagles have the best. Did you say third huh? or fourth down? Fourth down. Yeah. And so, like, the Eagles are just so dominant in that, and it's just been nearly 100% for Jalen Hurts to get that. And it's just, like, that's the thing that worries me. But if the Chiefs can take them out of that and then do what they want to on offense and take care of Patrick Mahomes and let him just do his job, the Eagles like to play a lot of zone. Their defensive line's good at getting after the passer. If Pat can get the ball out of his hand quick and let his playmakers go make plays, I think this is going to be a fun game if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah. Bold take. I think it is going to be a close game. I hope that it's much higher scoring than this. I love those games. But this, yeah. it, the Super Bowl, over under at 51, I believe that the under usually hits. It's crazy. But I, mm -hmm. I hope that both offenses, who have been very good this year, do, do come out and put up a lot of numbers. And that's, again, as a Chiefs fan, I still want to see the Eagles score. It's just more exciting that way. And honestly, I don't yeah. want to see a blowout. I want that feeling, that clutch feeling that I felt that all in the AFC Championship game. I'm okay. Like I, the, the nerves that I went through during the AFC Championship game was was too much. I had to go to Twitter to make sure that Harrison Butker hit the game-winning field goal because there was no way I could watch that live if he missed it and still be here today. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just how – and I know it's ridiculous, but I, I just – I don't know. I love, I love this team. I love watching them succeed. It, the, to me, right now, it's just like everything I dreamed of as a kid and watching my Chiefs be good and make it to the playoffs, make a run, make it to the Super Bowl. 
I've got to see in the last five years, and it has been incredible, and it's been fun, it's been nerve-wracking. But it's like, okay, hey, like it's at a point now where it's like, Pat Mahomes needs to win this game for his legacy to continue to grow. Instead of just being like, oh, he's a great quarterback, this is kind of what separate him into be a winning quarterback, a winning great quarterback, winning the MVP. He's probably going to win that this evening, and we're recording on a Thursday. Then you go win a Super Bowl, and if you win a Super Bowl MVP and you do all three of those, a freaking triple crown, you know, of NFL awards here that you get at the end of the season, it's just like, I don't know. It just it continues to put Mahomes further into the other realm that he is. I saw that separates him from everybody else. Uh, people discussing this week, like, is he already a Hall of Famer? I say yes. All right, one hundred percent. I mean, two Super Bowls, an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. And you have, like, some of the best stats uh, as a quarterback through the playoffs in terms of, you know what I mean, just consistency, your QBR, average passing yards, completions, everything like that is just top-notch. And it's like, yeah, that is – this dude has come and in if, and absolutely dominated the first five years of his career. If he wins the Super Bowl this year and gets two, I'm very biased on Patrick Mahomes. I think you can put him as the number two quarterback all time. I agree. And I know it's going to come off as bias, but – this guy is just insane. And here's the thing. If Jalen Hurts comes in and and wins this football game, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the shift in the NFL will change as well because more teams are going to realize, okay, hey, we can succeed with this type of offense. You're going to look at the Baltimore Ravens and be like, we're next. We just, need, we just need Lamar Jackson to be healthy. Like, we're going to – like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, like, if the Eagles win this game, Lamar Jackson gets everything he's asked for. Because the Ravens are going to be like, shit, all right, Eagles just did it. Yeah, we have a guy that we feel like is better than Jalen Hurts. He's already won an MVP. Yeah, here's your $50 million a year. Let's just get you with some targets. And, and I do roll. love the Eagles still. That's honestly, I think I said it last oh, time. Oh, yeah, solid it, team all the way If around. I had to pick a different team to win the Super Bowl, the Eagles would be up there other than the Chiefs. So I, I don't even think I'll find myself on Sunday rooting against the Eagles. Yeah, and the Eagles have a lot of you know likable players on their team as well. Like mm-hmm. A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts, we've seen you know the ups and downs he's been through in his in his career. Excuse me, through Alabama to Oklahoma to the Senior Bowl to getting drafted in the second round of the Eagles, where it's like Carson wants a quarterback. What's going on? Now he's led him to a Super Bowl, and then that defense too. Like I don't want to ignore them. One of the best defensive lines it feels like in the in the history of the game. I think they've had almost eight uh, over eighty sacks. If not, it's just right there near at it. That is insane. Three players in double digit sacks. Your secondary's loaded. You know, you trust your defensive line enough to get pressure where you can set everyone else back and just let them do their job and just eat. It's, it's going to be a tough ball game, and it's going to be a fun yeah, hopefully one. So. So. Uh, we mentioned the game is on Fox, and Tom Brady announced earlier this week that he would be taking the year off. And we had talked about that too, like what is he going to do? I, I, we both thought he would probably be involved in some capacity this week with the Super Bowl, but he's going to take mm-hmm. a year off before joining Fox to be in the booth full-time. I assume that this is going to be him doing some practice runs, trying to get used to it, trying to learn the job and the career. Yeah, he's not a guy who's going to come in and do anything half-assed. So just to him being great again, and then we get – Who's going to be the next Drew Bledsoe for Tom Brady to overtake? Tony Romo. I was going to say, is it? Because, like, Drew Bledsoe just got paid a huge contract, gets hurt, here comes Tom Brady. Tony Romo paid a huge contract, not doing his job well. Here comes Tom Brady, and Fox is like, son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm sure he'll stick with Fox. I'm, I'm sure that he has signed that contract. Robert Kraft, though, is a part owner of CBS, isn't he? I don't keep up with that stuff. I feel like I've heard that before. But, like, you know, Jerry Jones, all of his guys go to Fox. Here comes old Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, CBS. <laughs> Maybe so. uh, and then Aaron Rodgers also in the news this week. And I just Again? I hate Aaron Rodgers huh. so much. I hate to keep saying it. This one was but different, man. He went on the Pat McAfee show as he does like every Tuesday. It seems like is it every week? Uh, yeah, every Tuesday. And it always feels like there's a soundbite. And he was talking about making the decision. I don't honestly. I don't know how McAfee puts up with me. I, I do because he gets the soundbite every week. Yeah, I mean they they put out so many clips of the conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Even him and AJ Hawk have to be like this guy's certifiably insane. Can't wait till next Tuesday. <laughs> I can't imagine what Pat McAfee thinks like off exactly. air. Like, I bet I literally bet his words like, "That's incredible." Like this guy really thinks he's gonna go sit in darkness for four days and come out and make can't a decision on. I'm gonna continue yeah. to be one of the best yeah, quarterbacks. It is league. just stupid. He's doing a darkness retreat 
And I believe McAfee was asking him about, like, when are you going to make your decision? Uh, what are you doing with your future? And he said he was going to go on a four-day yeah. darkness retreat where he goes and uh, I, I guess that this is somewhere you can just go and pay and they do this service for you. Mm-hmm. He said he's had it on the calendar mm-hmm. all year. So, it, like, there's something that's been planned. And what, through one thing that he had even said started. before this offseason is that he wasn't going to take as much time this year making his decision. He was not going to drag his feet. Last year he made that decision on March 8th. We are four weeks away from March 8th. So I think if this if this times out right, I think this retreat deal is uh-huh. next week. And he said when he comes back, he'll have yeah, a decision. He better. So, I mean, that is – he's got us by two. He didn't lie to us this time. I'm not buying it yet. It might be March yeah, 7th. That, you know? You got <laughs> like, oh, I told you I wouldn't drag my feet this year. Uh, yeah, you did. Aaron, you did. You semantics little bitch. You. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him going on this darkness retreat. He's one of the weirdest people in the world. Oh, for sure. And he's so good at football. Like, we can't, like, you know what I mean? He can be really good at football, but also super weird. I just, that can happen. That can be how it works. He is an odd duck, though, in the way he views life and the way he goes about things. He wins MVPs, though. Like, I mean, I gotta, I gotta give him that. And it's just, we look at the TB12 method, thought that was kind of weird for a little bit. It worked out. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers comes back next year and wins an MVP with the Jets or the Raiders or anybody else, I don't know how many people are going to be like, ooh, my turn for a darkness retreat. Well, I think after but last maybe, year's stuff with the ayahuasca, they had a bad year. That is very true. I might be selling my stock to Aaron Rodgers. I don't have any. He said the whole year before, though, he was doing shrooms and stuff, and he won an yeah, MVP. He's a, Maybe it only works once, and that's why he's got to go to the darkness, clear out all the mushrooms. Like, I get wanting to take some time for yourself and make a decision. Mm-hmm. I don't get the darkness room thing. Maybe you don't tell us what you're doing. You know, like, you don't have to give Maybe us the whole help, truth. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. I, do, I don't know if he is just weird or if he just he really likes the attention that he gets off of it. Or, honestly, I could even see a part of Aaron Rodgers being like, I'm going to put this out. This is ridiculous. Let's see if people believe it. And then yeah. he doesn't actually do it. He's probably just going to go, like, camp out for four days. <laughs> He's going on a hiking right, trip. You know, or just on Oregon. vacation somewhere. But he, yeah. you know, maybe puts this out. Like, I hope that is the truth. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers does find joy in just saying something and see how people I like take it the wrong way and done with it. Yeah, you're <laughs> very good at it. That's what I think I've said it before. I think you and Aaron Rodgers would meet and probably be, like, maybe. buddies. Maybe so. Because you're like, man, we got this, kind of the same sense of humor. Like, we just really don't give Very a shit about we're good about everything we do. Yeah, probably yeah. would. But from the outside looking in, douchebag. I don't like him. But so we'll see what happens. Um, I do hate it for Packers fans because, once again, they're going through this. But when you have to do it every 20 years, I guess you're fine. You get a couple Super Bowls and MVPs Yeah, you're going to be all right. You're probably okay. So I don't feel too bad for Packers fans. But they are, once again, going through this, this Brett Favre thing of just – leading you on and, and keeping you, you know, arms reach away. It, it's very weird, but I'm sure that they are happy. And then I mentioned Derek Carr as well. Derek Carr visiting the Saints. It sounds like they have a deal worked out, but this is all up to Derek Carr, who has a full no-trade clause. If you're Derek Carr, I'd just wait it out. Like what? Like just visit any team you possibly can? Say you want to go to the Saints. You've met with them, you've spent a lot of time there, and you're good with that. Why make the Saints give up a second or third round pick? Just be like, hey, really like you guys. Don't trade for me. I'll come sign here as a free agent. Because the Raiders have until February 15th to cut him or pay him $40 million. They will not pay him that $40 million. If I'm Derek Carr, I'll be like, hey, I'll be back on February 16th. Keep your draft picks. Yeah, but he misses out on $40 million. Yeah, but he's still going to get something out of his contract. He's, he's not going to get that $40 mil. Because the, the yeah. Raiders are going to be on Valentine's Day. All right, we have a trade? Nope. Cut him. <laughs> not doing it. You get dumped on Valentine's Day. Do yeah, something. And I don't know the full details of his contract. But it just to me, it feels like why would you want a, tra- a team to trade draft assets to acquire you when they could wait another week? Which, by the way, fellas, it's almost Valentine's Day. 
five more days. <laughs> Wait another week, and then you can keep all those draft picks and help build this team. Again, I don't know the details. I don't believe in the salary cap. So you want to yell those at me? Fine. I'm just saying it feels a little weird. And I heard that the return for Derek Carr could be even as small as a third-round pick just because Vegas has no leverage. Yeah. I mean, even if you're Derek Carr, like, do you kind of want to see if you can get recruited a little bit? Like, maybe you do go to the Jets after this. Because, like, if you do get cut, you're a free agent at this point, right? You can go anywhere you want, so it doesn't really matter. Go to the Jets. You're like, what are you willing to pay me? What do you, what do you need? What do you want? And if the Jets are like, oh, hey, we might yeah. get Aaron Rodgers. And part of it is right, I'm uh, that he would have to rework his deal because he's making a lot of money. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, it's going to happen in the next couple of days, like I said, right after the Super Bowl. Uh, I assume something will happen there i i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna call my shot i think it's valentine's day february 14th it's a tuesday traded or cut traded i think he'll get traded i wouldn't if i were him but i think that's what will happen i wouldn't be surprised if it happens tomorrow honestly yeah it just traded right then and there i know that there's all like the trendy thing of like the nfl scripted i don't think that it is i also don't think the nfl wants to pull any attention away from the super bowl right now so they're like hey yeah. fellas don't tell Adam Schefter, but do it on Tuesday. <laughs> so that's why I'll, I'll call my shot for Tuesday. What do you think happens with Derek Carr? I'm really interested to see what's going on with Lamar Jackson. And, like, and that ties into like how everything else is going to work out. Because if the Ravens can't sign Lamar Jackson and forces a way into a trade and Atlanta somehow lands him, now you have... You know what I mean? You have the Ravens, you have the Saints, and the Jets all looking for a quarterback. And now it's a, well, which one do you want? Like, I think Derek Carr would probably be better, be a better fit in what's going on in Baltimore. Just go over there, do your job. They have some different receivers, decent receivers. They have a good tight end in Mark Andrews. They have a good running back in DK, or J.K. Dobbins, excuse me, and with a solid defense. I think Derek Carr would do great there. You go with the Saints, they got a lot of cap issues right now. You're probably losing Michael Thomas this offseason. Alvin Kamara, are they keeping him? Are they going to move him in terms of to create more cap space? And defensively, these guys are all getting older. You're going to go there, and then you're pretty much going to go right through a, a rebuild with the Saints. If you go to the Jets, solid defense, great weapons on if the outside. I'd be trying to get duo at running back. Yeah, and like if you're Lamar Jackson getting with the Falcons, Hey, let them focus on their defense in the draft. Personally, I think your offense is set. You know what I mean? Go get someone else on the offensive line in free agency. We've talked about, you know, how limited, you know, those options are. If you're Atlanta, add one piece there and then focus the rest of, again, your offensive line and your defense to the draft. And then if you're Baltimore, if you can land Derek Carr, and if you're Derek Carr, I would rather go to Baltimore. And I think Baltimore's still looking for an offensive coordinator. Which kind of falls in the mix of which quarterback are we going to have next year? So, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot to happen in February. Last year it was March. Yeah, we saw everything happen in March. Um, I, I think a lot's going to happen in February. It, as soon as one of those dominoes falls, I think we see a lot of them. Uh, but we saw a lot of dominoes fall in the world of the NBA. We already saw uh, Kyrie Irving get traded. I thought that was going to be the one huge big blockbuster trade in the NBA. I wasn't even really yeah. expecting that one. And then woke up this morning, again, playing through strep throat today, woke up this morning, and Kevin Durant had been traded to the Phoenix Suns, which had been rumored. And I think the Suns were on one of the teams, like the list of teams that he liked and wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. And I really like that fit. I, I like that Phoenix did take a chance on Kevin Durant. It, it cost him a lot. Four first-round picks. Mm-hmm. But it's the NBA. If you don't have a top three mm-hmm. pick, you're probably not getting that good of a player. You're not guaranteed a shot at, at anything good. So the four first-round picks don't scare me off. Trading Mikael Bridges, that's, he's a good, solid player. Cam Johnson and then Jay Crowder, who eventually got traded later in the day. Getting Bridges and Johnson back with the picks, you, you've got an opportunity to build there in Brooklyn. You've got a lot of pretty young players. Now uh, they got Spencer Dinwiddie back in the Kyrie trade. You get a bunch of first-round picks. Maybe you can start to parlay that and do something with them. You had two guys in Kyrie and Kevin Durant that wanted out of town, so you had to move them. 
being able to get that back, I guess you feel a little bit okay with. I, what do you do with Ben Simmons now? Do you try to trade him in the offseason? But Kevin Durant to the Suns uh, makes the Suns obviously a big-time contender. Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that you didn't have to get rid of Aiden, yeah, you kept Aiden. You know I mean, or Booker or Chris Paul. like You just you kept your big pieces. Essentially, it's like you got a big four. Yeah. Like who cares whatever else that fifth player is doing? Well together. <laughs> this it feels like we're out of the era of like oh, let's just acquire a bunch of talent. Doesn't matter how it fits together. Just acquire talent and we'll win. Uh, but you know guys like Kevin Durant don't need the ball in their hands. Devin Booker doesn't. Chris Paul is a great distributor and we'll find those guys. And DeAndre Ayton, who cares if he scores? Get down there and get rebounds. That's how you're going to get yeah. buckets. Get <laughs> yeah, you might out. get assists. Uh, they're going to be scary. I, I can't wait to watch them play together. And then Kyrie Irving, of course, uh, said today that he felt disrespected by Brooklyn and was really glad that Kevin Durant got out of there. It just, yeah. What a just a terrible person. I mean, the Nets two years ago. I, I was even two years ago. Was it last year? Hell, it was You're a month an inch ago. Away from... I was like, Brooklyn could win the East. <laughs> you know? I, uh, yeah. Yes. Like, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and then Kyrie Irving. It's like, man, this could be just lights out. And then they make a trade for Ben Simmons. We talked about that all last year. Like, hey, that might actually work out. James Harden gets out of there, makes a run with the Sixers. Doesn't pan out in the East. We clearly know that. And then Ben Simmons just – Ben Simmons stinks, dude. He is a boss. Like, any hype around Ben Simmons, I'm done talking about him. I'm done thinking that he's going to be something. He's a role player who's he made the opportunity. money. I don't even know if he's a role player. Right, like he's good defensively. Bring that dude off the bench. And yeah. I, I haven't even looked at his his numbers this year. I just – I don't really care about Ben Simmons whatsoever. But for Kevin Durant, and now you end up in Phoenix, Chris Paul, you just let him run the offense. You can hit now Devin Booker or Kevin Durant there when the shot clock's under about eight, six seconds, right in that time zone, and just let those guys make a move and put it up. And it's most likely going yeah. in. Ben Simmons this year, how many points do you think he's averaging a game? Three. <laughs> Real guess. Fifteen. Seven. <laughs> three was so three was should have been a real guess. <laughs> Seven points, six rebounds, and six assists. That's – I don't even know if you can call him a solid, like, role player because he can't score. Like, the six rebounds and six assists are good. That's Those are nice numbers to have. You pair that with a guy that can score 10 to 12 points, you're happy with that. Not at the rate you're paying him. But seven points, six rebounds, six assists. If you average 23, six and six, I'd be very oh, happy with that. He's not. Seven. Playing 27 minutes a game, it's, it's bad for Ben Simmons right now. God, yeah, It is. Uh, but uh, also traded, and I loved this move, Russell Westbrook. Uh, the Lakers bring back D'Angelo Russell. See how that works out. Uh, Russell Westbrook going to Utah and Mike Conley going to Minnesota. The Westbrook to Utah stuff had been rumored for a really long time. And this is shocking to me because Westbrook had so many problems with fans in Utah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is LeBron James being like, hey, go have fun, win, lose, yeah. or draw in Utah. Yeah. And even some of the stuff with Westbrook this week, of like, yeah, we're just going to go out and just let's have fun. Nope. Have fun in Utah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like in, I mean, LeBron James said before, too, like Utah's been the last pick. Like, he didn't pick Utah growing up. Like, it's, it is what it is. And I think this I think is think a part of it, too, is uh, Danny Ainge is in charge there now in Utah. And he wants that expiring contract of Russell Westbrook. Like, hey, you come play here for a couple months, and then we'll never see you again. Good luck wherever yeah. it is you go next. He's been in on five, five teams in yeah. the last five years since he signed that massive contract. Mm-hmm. Some bad, State. some really bad teams. Um, yep. Who was it? The Rockets. They got really bad. Yep. The Wizards. Then the Lakers. And now the Jazz. And, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, which were terrible yep. at the time. So it was OKC, uh, Houston, then the Wizards. Lakers, not yeah. Jazz. So I like that move a lot for the Lakers. That they're actually making moves and trying to make a, They've a late made push. A ton of moves. They're a, a completely different. Which they team needed this week. to be. Oh my god! Because they are twenty-five and thirty right now. They are sitting outside of the playoffs, which have expanded to ten teams. 
Uh, the only teams mm-hmm. in the Western Conference with a worse record are the San Antonio Spurs and Houston Rockets. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> That's the a great Utah spot Jazz, to be in, yeah. where Russell Westbrook play, have a better record right now. <laughs> and it's just it baffles me. I honestly like how can you be that bad when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Well, Anthony Davis, I'm glad you mentioned his name. Uh, he is lucky to still be on yeah, this team. After the, flash, the LeBron shot, is that what you're talking to? Yes. The, I, I tweeted it. I quote tweeted it. And just it's a video of LeBron James, you know, getting ready to go up for a shot to, to break the Everybody record. Everybody knew he's yeah, Anthony like, Davis's, this possession, he could break it. Like everyone else on the bench is standing up. Anthony Davis is, it looks like he's almost coming out of the locker room, walks through his teammates, sits down on the bench. LeBron pulls up, fades away, hits the shot. Everyone celebrates. Anthony Davis Stone stays sitting down. Doesn't like no like emotion. Like he's upset level. that no one's that no one's paying yeah. attention to him. Get that right there to me is the clear definition of a cancer on the yeah. team. Yeah, I even saw. You're not going to celebrate any of your. You're not going to celebrate the greatest record of basketball yeah. being broken. That is, in my opinion, like that is freaking insane. And you sat there and pouted during that moment. Fucking adios, dude. I would have called the Wizards and been like. Give me five second rounders, and he's coming. Or just you. straight across uh, for uh, Bradley Beal. Like, we're done. We're Bingo. done with this dude. I, yeah. Sam's a freaking Portland. Hey, Damian Lillard available? Thank yeah, or you. something. You, you get something back for Anthony. Just insane. It was, it was very, very weird. And I don't know how LeBron handled it. Maybe they had a good discussion afterwards after the game. And uh, Anthony Davis, he could have just come out and said, you know, like, hey, we all expected this. Is great and I'm happy for him. Wasn't surprised because that's what LeBron does. But he did. That's a cop out. Totally. Uh, LeBron did break the record as we've been talking about. Kareem uh, held it for 38 years, and I just don't know that anybody's going to break this record that that LeBron has. He has averaged 27 Mm -hmm. points a game over 20, 21 seasons now. I just can't imagine that anybody's going to break that record. And with the way that everybody's doing load management, LeBron had a good couple of years where he wasn't doing load management. And even this year, he's, he's not bad with the load no. management stuff. So I just can't imagine that anybody plays this long, averaging 27 points a game, and plays like enough games for it to even yeah. be close. Does the NBA, they don't count, do they count playoff points no, in this? I don't think so. So this is only regular season? So he probably broke this record a long time ago. Yeah, if you include playoffs. Well, I don't know because Kareem yeah. would have been in the playoffs so much too. So I honestly, I don't know if it is included or not. That's nuts. But it is. It's still, and it's cool to see too. Uh, you know that we get to see this in our in our lifetime. Happy for LeBron that he finally did it. I I really don't like even looking at guys like Luca. I don't think Luca's going to play long enough or play enough games. To do it. 27 points a game for 20 years. And he's not done either is the thing, too. Like I mm-hmm. bet, I used to think that he would play one year with Bronny and then bounce out. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that I think he'd probably go somewhere else. I don't think he finishes his career as a Laker. But I think yeah. that he could play another three years. I mean, he said that, and I don't know if it was after the game or during his, like, hey, like, you know, pretty much attention span of that he got after breaking the record where everyone's talking to him. But he's just like, yeah, I, you know, someone had asked him, like, do you think you can, like, how much longer do you think you can play? And he's like, my body's fine. It's my mind. Like, am I still going to love it? Am I still going to want to go through the grind every day on doing this? If my mind's there, then, yeah, I think I could go, you know, anywhere and win and play at a championship level and help bring championships or championship to an organization with a group, with any group of guys. And it's like, man, you're saying that, what, 36, 37 years old? That's nuts. And you're going to, like, and you're going to play with your son? Like, I think, again, that's probably why his contract's extended here, where he realizes, like, Bronny's probably going to play maybe two years in college, not just one. And that's going to set him up again to just go anywhere he wants, still making money. And it's going to be one of these deals where we're watching LeBron for hopefully five more years. Now, he's not going to be as dominant as what he is now in five more years. If he is, that's, I mean, we're talking, Okay, does he play until he's 47 like Tom Brady did? Like, that's going to be freaking crazy. I wouldn't put it past him. Like, and honestly, he's not slowing down. No. Here's another thing that's just crazy about him. Like, his career average is a million times. He's 27 points a game. But even this year, he's averaging 30. 
He's, he's averaging 30, 30 points, points a game, game this year, year. Uh, which is one of his all-time highs. Last year, he finished the year averaging 30 points a game as well. For the third, fourth time in his career, he's averaging over 30. His third year in the league, yeah, he averaged think, 31, and that's the highest he's ever averaged. Uh, he led the league in 2007, 2008 with exactly 30 points per game. Last year, 30.3, and this year, 30.2. It's a greatest basketball player of all time. I know you disagree, but, like, that's just insane. And uh, I looked over the, the total points here um, that a player has with regular season and playoff combines. LeBron James does lead with 46,000 21 points. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is at 44,000. I, I thought I remember seeing a graphic that he had passed yeah. that last year. Um, do you know who averaged more points? And that article was written. LeBron James yesterday. in their career? Yep. Michael Jordan. Say that again, sorry. <laughs> I, I said, do you know who averaged that. more points per game in their career than LeBron James? Well, yeah. Semantics <laughs> played lesser uh-huh. games. Right. But if he yeah. would have continued to play. <laughs> yeah. If he didn't <laughs> retire. He twice, that and, yeah. He just yeah. had an interest outside of basketball. Which included sure gambling. Did. I saw. Okay, Definitely so not suspended. Been, I think we talked about this. <laughs> how we don't go to the movies anymore. Does that mean you? Yeah. Did we talk about that? Don't worry. We talk too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw a movie preview today. And it's a movie about um, the Nike side of things with the Air Jordans. I'm going to oh. that movie. comes out in April. Yeah, dope, dude. And it has Ben Affleck. 